Hi there, this is Erin Nicole, and you're listening to the Move Happy Movement podcast. On this show, I interview people from all over the world, anyone from professional custodians all the way up to presidential candidates of international countries. One day, my big bodacious dream is to interview the top-level leadership in the country that I was blessed to be born in, the land of the free, the home of the brave, the United States of America. We're not quite there yet, um, but I've been able to interview many incredible speakers, leaders of large organizations, as well as dear friends of the family, so you can get insider's perspective of how I came to be this mental health ambassador to help empower you to find happiness from within. Sometimes I do, in the last year or so, I've done uh, episodes where um, in my faith system, the creator of the universe puts on my heart to discuss with you, whether it be just completely through spirit-led idea or sometimes I believe the creator uses our circumstances and people around us that might be hurting, might be needing some some help, some support to add more clarity from, from their perspective, to add some help that perhaps they don't know how to ask for in, in order to help more people. Because when one person voices a need or a question, chances are, if you've ever heard this before from teachers, professors, instructors, chances are there's more people in the room that have that same question, that same desire, that same need to be met, but they just don't know how to voice it. So uh, today's topic, the creator asked me to speak on the cure for anxiety. So and let me first give a caveat that, of course, I am not a medical provider. I cannot make claims to cure any diagnosed ailments. But I will say the creator of the universe can. Creator is above all doctors, all medicine, all practice. And when doctors say there is no cure, death sentence, you've got two months to live, you've got six months, you've got 12 months to live, They are giving estimations based on science. The creator can trump all of that. And so take what you like, what you enjoy from the episode, leave what you don't, and hopefully you leave more inspired. I literally was just finishing my workout and I literally was rolling up my yoga mat. I was doing some muscle fitness exercises and that's when the creator told me this is the topic. Do it now. Talk about it now. So I obey, I listen, and I don't pre-plan these these topics. This is whatever comes out, comes out. So I might talk some science to you. I might talk some real stories to you. And hopefully you have some simple, practical steps by the end that you can start to take action on in your life. If you're feeling anxious or you could send to a friend that you care about that you know is struggling with anxiety today in the world. And I'm just going to be moving around a little bit. So you might hear some noise that's me getting my morning coffee ready and we're going to talk about the cure for anxiety. Well, 
one powerful tool that has a lot of white paper research to back it up is the power of exercise, specifically cardio exercise. So anything continuous for at least 10 minutes that you do that gets gets you breathing heavily, gets you to be able to say a couple words, but it's challenging to say a few sentences, that level of intensity in your target heart rate zone. Or if you're more of a facts and figures, numbers kind of person, you can do the equation and figure out what your target heart rate zone is. It's 220 minus your age, minus your resting, and then you multiply it times point. Usually 0.65 is on the low end. Sometimes the um, Researchers change it to 0.55 range on the low end for moderate, and then on the high end, vigorous is usually no more than 85%, and then you add your resting back into that. That range, that beats per minute, that is where you should aim your heart rate to be continuously throughout your workout for at least 10 minutes. Now, if you can do more, then do more. The white paper research, there's tons of it available, but what isn't available is a specific number for the diagnosis. What they have found is that as little as five minutes a day, as little as five minutes a day can actually help decrease depression symptoms and anxiety symptoms. Now, if you have a more severe case you might, like dose response, right? You might need more cardio exercise to help with your anxiety. I know for me personally, I have had um, challenges with it. Um, Being a, a child that was abused from the age of three to five years old, chronically, randomly, all kinds of abuse. That is kind of what set it off, I believe, in my system. And... I've had to teach myself through the years and through listening to advisors, whether in school or church, whatnot, listen to their advice and take action on their advice. Now, for me, my angst, typically when I am going through challenging seasons, the peak of it, the height of it, the worst of it is in the mornings when I first wake up. And... I think physiologically it makes sense if you are worried about something in your future. For me, surprises were never something positive because a surprise to me was associated with what kind of abuse am I going to get today, right? So reframing that mind, um, unwiring those negative neuronal pathogens has been extremely challenging, but I will say that cardio exercise has incredibly helped me make it through the day and not only make it through, but thrive. So what happens in the body is you are literally opening up, um, you're breathing more, right? So you're physiologically, when you breathe, you take in oxygen that gets transported through the red blood cells through the whole entire body. So your body is getting more oxygen just by you exercising. When you have more oxygen, you are thinking more clearly. They're um, also transporting 
hormones throughout the body, and I'm not going to pretend to be an expert on all of this, but you can do the research, and I'm sure you've heard this before, that you have these feel-good hormones after the workout. You might not want to do the workout, but afterwards you feel way better, and it lasts for a few hours, up to like four to six hours, depending on how long you exercise for. Now, if a part of your anxiety is weight-related, you might want to throw in some weight training exercises, a minimum of one day a week for bone strength. But ultimately, if you're really concerned about your weight, uh, maybe you have like a wedding coming up where you're in the wedding or you are getting married or whatever, and so your angst is like fitting into this dress or fitting into this tux, um, the best weight loss program combines cardio as well as muscle fitness exercise um, and you know adjusting your muscle groups and things of that nature uh, but hands down if anxiety is your biggest struggle in life right now strongly recommend you add cardio to your routine if you're not doing it currently if you're not really super familiar with how to Oh, my coffee cup's too hot. How to check your zone. Um, look up information online. If you have like a smart device, things of that nature, um, they can also, if you plug in your age on the watch itself, they can also um, literally tell you what your intensity level is if you desire to... Uh, just let the, the device kind of do the work for you. Um, I have always been kind of like, I don't want to say anti-tech because you're listening to this episode on a technology device, but I've, I've always kept things simple. And I think because I grew up in a house where we had to share our technologies and I was the youngest and I was the only girl and the boys didn't really know how to share, I just like got bored with waiting for my turn. So I got into other things that didn't involve any technologies and didn't involve fighting over, you know, like gaming devices and things like that. So I just like hung out in my room a lot and or went to my girlfriend's houses and, you know, talked about boys or whatever we talked about. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, if you're dealing with anxiety, strongly recommend cardio exercise. The best dose amount is whatever you are willing and able to do consistently for at least at least a minimum of 12 weeks so decide decide what you are able and willing to do on either a daily basis or a weekly basis if you're going to do it once a week for 30 minutes, awesome. Stick with that. Once a week for 30 minutes. And then if you find a pocket of time where you can add more time in, um, you're going to see better results. You're going to feel less anxious. I won't say that the anxiety goes away because there's a part of it that's your responsibility and it's how you perceive your thoughts. Because anxiety means that you're worried about something in your future. So what if you flipped the script and started being more grateful? In first thing in the morning, if your anxiety is high like mine was in my past, extremely high, we're talking like every day I was a level 8 out of 10. 
from the year like three years old until my mid-20s when I learned about meditation. Because back then, they didn't talk about meditation in the church and whatnot and in schools because there was so much connection, people thought, to other religious belief systems. And I'm so grateful that I went to grad school and learned about mindfulness-based cognitive therapy and and how to meditate and have it not be a religious thing uh, because that has done complete wonders um, to my practice in life, my spiritual practice, as well as introduced, it was kind of the gateway drug, if you will, to other therapies. So then I got interested in learning about other therapies and took some classes on it, uh, different psychotherapies and whatnot, and have developed my own. Um, I've developed 17 different alternative therapies so far, and I'm only 36. I developed five of them in 12 months when I worked in a psychiatric hospital. All of them alternative, non-medically based. Um, They can work in conjunction with your medicine if you're diagnosed and prescribed medication uh, because I didn't have a lot of trust in the medical providers that were... uh, hired to take care of me. Uh, my When I was 14 years old, my doctor, my pediatrician, um, keep in mind, I am the youngest in my family. So this was the pediatrician of all the children that my mother had. And my eldest brother is seven years older than me. So at this point, he had already been our provider for 21 years, three kids. And when I was struggling with mental health, He said the only option was to take medication when I asked for alternative methods. He said there are none. And then he lied to my parents. He brought them back in the room and said, Erin and I have agreed she's going to try this for 90 days and we'll do a follow-up appointment and see how she's doing. Have Have a great day. No conversation, nothing. I was so withdrawn. I had so much anxiety in the mornings, and by the evening, I was so depleted that my depression took over because I was exhausted from how fast my heart rate was racing and everything. Um, And I didn't like that the doctor lied to my parents. My mom didn't like it either. She stopped having us go to him, and he wanted to extend us from pediatrician doctor to regular doctor because he was losing patients. Well, I could probably give you some insight why he was losing patients. Yeah. When you don't take care of their well-being and you just prescribe them meds and don't listen to them as a holistic, like a whole person, they're not going to stick and stay with you. Um, And that's what a lot of uh, newer, younger doctors are more open to it um, in the, I would say, moderate to low-income areas, and in the higher-income areas, they've probably had access to all kinds of alternative methods for a lot longer because it's kind of how it gets distributed first. Uh, Just everything in life, you know, the fancy cell phones, you know, they market it to those that have the money to pay for it, and then they are really expensive when they first come out, and then they find ways to make them more affordable, and then they get them out to the masses. So I was a part of the masses. I wasn't in that rich 
category, uh, which is totally fine. Uh, and, and I think that it, it brings perspective if you are also feeling like, mm, I'm not like from a super rich family. I'm not from a super poor family, but uh, we just we just uh, did did what we could uh, with what we had available. My parents were extremely resourceful. My mom was outstandingly resourceful and did all kinds of things to help us. But we didn't talk about mental health in the household. We didn't talk about my anxieties until it got to be where the school had called my parents because they were concerned about my well-being. So then the attention was on me and they wanted to make sure that, you know, they helped take care of me and, you know, had the church pray for me and all that kind of stuff, Um, which I believe is important as well for you to have some sort of spiritual practice. If you pray, if you meditate, um, whatever your belief system is, uh, we at Move Happy and our nonprofit arm, Erin Nicole Ministries, we respect you and we encourage you to dive deep into that religious practice whatever is going to bring you a sense of peace so anxiety's cure is a daily practice a daily practice what i found um because when you're anxious about things you're worried right so what i found was really helpful was to have a daily routine because Things that were changes were hard for me to process. I'm going to drink some coffee here. Mmm, so tasty. So having some sort of morning routine, getting up at the same time and going to bed at the same time, so having a morning and an evening routine can really help with anxiety. So if you're a parent listening to the show, recommend if you don't yet already have some sort of morning routine with your kids, an evening routine, I strongly recommend it. I'm going to share with you the morning routine that we had growing up and what I have now. And you can take what you like and leave what you don't. So what I remember growing up, um, so until sixth grade, we were homeschooled. Mom let us wake up when our bodies woke us up, except for my eldest brother because he would sleep all day if he could. Uh, so he was woken up at a certain time, but, um, my middle brother and myself, we were allowed to wake up during the week and then we had our chores and our school assignments. Um, but before that we had breakfast at the table and mom would read us from our daily bread, a little booklet and some scripture. And that would set the intention for the day. So she read scripture from the Bible to us. And sometimes as I was getting older, I didn't really care too much for it because I started hanging out with friends that weren't really spiritually minded. And so, you know, like attracts like, and also you can be pulled down from people that aren't in the same kind of belief system and whatnot. And um, so there was a time where she stopped reading the scriptures to us, like right around the junior high time when we were in public school and whatnot. Uh, but she would still read it to herself. She was allowing us some autonomy. If we would ask her to read it, like if we had a test coming up, sometimes we would ask mom to pray with us and because our dad was working, so um, he wasn't there in the mornings. And she would pray for us. She would read us some scriptures. And sometimes if we were really anxious, she would find scriptures related to anxiety to help 
ease our mind by give us giving us um, words of wisdom straight from from the from the word. And then we'd go about our day, we'd do our school routine, things like that, and then we'd come home, and all of us had dinner together at the table, 5 p.m. sharp. And when Dad came home, after I turned 11, he came home every day, and we had dinner as a family. Now, this wasn't the best conversation at the dinner table, but um, I think just being together, um, having that time together, Um, brought us back as a family unit. And they actually say in the research that children's BMIs are a lot healthier level if if you have dinner together as a family. Not sure why that is, but that is the one of the research things that they found. Kids get better grades in school as well if if you have a meal together. Um, I think because they have a sense of purpose and community um, at home and also at school um, and leaving technology devices to the side during that mealtime um, can really help uh, with present focus allow you to be there in the moment if you have a smart device for example a cell phone and you're texting your friends or you're checking your social media you're not really there You're on your phone and you're thinking about the conversation with that friend or that boy or girl you like or you're trying to shop for your next whatever or you're getting bullied from someone that is cyber bullying you and your parents are trying to ask you about your day and you're not really there. So strongly encourage you to keep devices away from the dinner table and have some sort of evening routine Um, When I was really little, mom would pray with us after we brushed our teeth and uh, tucked us into bed. She She would say her prayer and then she would let us say ours so that we got to hear what it sounded like and learned how to pray. And I know that might sound silly, learning how to pray, but there is an art to it. And my mom is one of the most, whew, spiritually sound people that I have ever met. I'm incredibly grateful. And I'm getting emotional because I know how many families don't have God in the center, don't have a creator or a something beyond your family, beyond your circumstances in the spiritual realm, don't have any any hope or any vision to look forward to. Don't have someone to train your kids in that. And I'm so grateful that she she spent decades studying, taking classes. And my grandmother, my father's mother, they, they would go to classes on Wednesdays, Bible study, fellowship. They called it BSF. She would, they would take us to workshops. <clears throat> Bill Gothard had come into town when we were <clears throat> maybe like 9 or 10 years old. And my older brother, my middle brother was like 11 or 12, somewhere around there. And going to the little 
group meetings, learning more, getting spiritually fed. That is one of the strongest cures for anxiety. When you read the word aloud, the word is alive. The, the word is powerful um, in 2020. Uh, towards the end of the year, I had grown, my business had grown through internship partnerships. It was great advice I had received from one of my Move Happy fans and um, connected through, I think, LinkedIn first. <clears throat> he's a life coach, and he checked in on me one day, and he's like, hey, wanted to see how you're doing. How's Move Happy doing? And I was like, I'm kind of stuck. Like, I don't want to take loans out. I don't believe I'm supposed to take loans. I don't have time to apply for grants because I'm working full time. And I'm responding to people's messages and I'm doing the podcast and I'm doing social media. I just, I don't see how I can scale it. And he said, well, what about an internship partnership through universities? And I was like, Oh, okay. He's like, yeah, you wouldn't pay them. You would write a letter of recommendation for them uh, for either school or if they're graduating, help them get jobs. And I was like, that's a great idea. And so I made one post about it on LinkedIn. And it wasn't any Americans that responded. Unfortunately, um, the person that responded was in another country and they said that they had been doing it for like 10 to 12 years that they literally their job is to build businesses through university internship partnerships and I was like wow okay well uh what do you want in exchange for this service because I don't have a lot of money but what would you like Aaron I don't want anything I love what you're doing. Wow. Okay. Um, and so we did it. We started the process. I got clear on the kinds of people I wanted to hire. <clears throat> and I didn't specify anything about EEO laws. Um, they don't have those laws, I think, in other countries. But in America, we have... Uh, equal opportunity laws to help balance the workforce, um, variety of cultures, ages. Uh, <clears throat> we desire for a variety because we don't want to discriminate against anyone because of their skin color, their religious background, their sexual orientation, their gender, their gender identity, uh, their creed, their socioeconomic status. We don't, <clears throat> we don't, discriminate against those things and so in order to do that you have to have some sort of system and process for hiring and onboarding and whatnot and this is my first time ever hiring for my company um, I had hired for when I was a manager in a gym uh, but you just went through the pool of applicants through the website that they applied to so it's different like building it from the ground up and so he had sent me my first couple of people um, that were in India and I was like well I don't mind it um, but you're going to be working in the middle of the night are you sure you're going to be able to do your studies and be a part of this like it's going to disrupt your sleep 
and because sleep is super important, especially for mental health balance. And they were willing to try it out. So I was like, okay, well, I'm willing to give you a shot after I sat down with them and had a Zoom meeting for about 30 minutes individually to find out what their aspirations were, their dreams and goals. Because for me, I don't want anyone to have self-harm thoughts or to end their lives prematurely. That means everyone on my team. And in order for me to help keep hope alive, I need to know what drives them, what motivates them, what interested them in applying in the first place and get to know them on a personal level because I would treat them like I would treat my family. And I did. I did get to know my team members pretty well. We had a couple... Um, a couple that didn't work out. And so we said, Hey, you know, perhaps in the future you can come on back. Um, I wasn't super strict about things in the beginning, um, with expectations. It's a learning to communicate my needs and delegating is a challenging skill learning that. Uh, but we, we kind of finalized on two great interns. Uh, one of them was in the UK going to university and getting her bachelor's and the other was in India getting his master's and incredible people incredible I I didn't get to spend a whole lot of time with them because right as we started to scale I got so we had three continents represented right I'm in the U.S. we had UK and Europe right and we had India which is in Asia so we had three continent expansion in a matter of days talk about anxiety uh (laughs) i actually didn't feel any because this was process this was progress this was purposefully grown but my lesson for you if you're scaling a business or you're desiring to scale a business make sure your foundation is strong and hindsight is a hundred percent and in the future, when we do uh, start to grow and scale, when the creator allows us to hire again, um, there's been a certain time frame where I have been told to wait. When we get past that time frame, um, I will be staying in my own country and I'm going to be looking for people to start it to get the foundation strong first before scaling it because it's like building a house without the foundation it's not going to last very long right it's like there's an old um, story we heard as kids building your house on the sand well if the if this if you're building the house on the sand chances are it's going to crumble and fall but if you build your house on a rock a solid foundation it's going to stay so if you're building a business if you're building a family if you're building a school, if you're building a hospital, wherever you're at, if you have been called to build something, to start something, to grow something, strongly encourage you to make sure that the foundation is strong, that you have checks and balances for accountability, that you have a team that is knowledgeable in their areas of expertise, that is ethical, that does not take advantage of children. All kinds of things. We had actually 
started to expand more, and this business development advisor uh, asked if their son, who is a minor, could help write content for the team in exchange for a letter of recommendation to get into college in the United States. And uh, desired for a couple months, couple months work exchange for a letter of recommendation. So, I had res- huge reservations for a couple of months uh, because that's not enough time for me to really get to know a person to write a letter of recommendation for college. Um, the letters that I had were uh, working with people for one year minimum, and so I said. After there was some questionable um, plagiarism, which is not legal or ethical, and I won't stand for that on my team, um, I decided I had a conversation, we gave them another chance, and we were going to be keeping a close watch on the content to make sure he wasn't just copying and pasting from other people's social media profiles and claiming it as his own content. Um, Just like with writing plagiarism in school, you have to teach kids what's right from wrong. And he was almost 18 years old, so he should have known better, and he did. We had this private meeting, and I asked him, imagine that someone else wrote a paper and, or excuse me, imagine that you wrote a paper and someone else turned it in at school as their own work. How would that make you feel? And he's like, it would make me feel frustrated. I said, why is that? He said, because I put all this work in and then someone else is getting the credit. I said, so you understand the severity of copying someone else's piece of content on social media. It's the same thing. And if you're claiming that you wrote something and you're using my branding, my business can be in danger of plagiarism, which is a no-go. And his eyes lit wide open, and he's like, I understand fully. I said, so uh, there is a website that I can submit writing materials for for plagiarism, and I'm going to give you a second chance. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna check your work and make sure you're doing a good job. But I don't want you to do so much for us while working, doing school full time, while being in athletics. Like if this is too much for you, we can scale it back. I want this to be an enjoyable experience for you. I said, how how are you feeling about the three posts a week? He said, it's a little bit too much. I said, okay. What if, what if we tried one a week while you're in school, and then when you go on summer break, you can add more if you'd like? I'd like to do, instead of two months and then a letter of recommendation for a university, what I'd like to do instead is work with you for 12 months so you could learn, and I will teach you and coach you on content writing, and this will be a transferable skill that you can then get perhaps a part-time job while you're in college and get paid, and that can help pay for maybe some of your books, food, housing, whatever. Um, And that year with me, I can get a better idea of your personality, your work ethic, and then I will write a a meaningful letter of recommendation to a university of your choosing. And he said, okay. 
And then shortly thereafter, maybe a week or so later, uh, that's when all of the professional hacking occurred in my businesses. That's when the person that I had been dating that was helping coach me sort of kind of with my business, um, was doing other projects, invited me in on some projects with Snoop Dogg and some other people uh, that he was working on. He had a breaking point. His he and his mom were not doing well and he lived with his mom and she completely like took away his cell phone and was like acting really weird and he lost it. <clears throat> and he had told me that he was planning to kill his mom and started taking action on it. And so I got him a wellness appointment that was advised to me from one of my podcast guests, previous podcast guest and person that I had connected with earlier that year. And the police didn't provide what I had requested. The The phone call has been erased. And that's okay. Because um, I know what I requested. And I know the story and the timing of everything. I believe this person that I was seeing uh, was uh, just through some revelations from the creator. Uh, was actually a plant from the FBI and they decided they weren't needing his services anymore at that point because he told me that he had deep level connections to the FBI and you could only have those deep level connections if you were working in cahoots with them and uh it's okay. There was a lot of things that happened in 2020 that could cause massive, massive, massive anxiety. The fact that I was in that state, stuck in a state that wasn't my residency because of violence in the home, preventing myself from being involved in domestic violence from a family member. All of it, every single part of it sucks but also is beautiful. And when you learn to appreciate it all, when you add more gratitude to your attitude, that's when the creator of the universe can really use all of your circumstances to rise you to the next level. So I'm in the middle of looking into getting assistance. The, this kind woman that let me stay at her home, I paid her rent. Um, I had met her through the Airbnb website initially, and she let me stay there, and I paid her weekly to stay, um, and then I was planning on moving back eventually to uh, to my home state, my uh, residency state, after the pandemic thing cleared. Well, um, she had told me that he, the person I was seeing that had made this threat about his mother, had, had called her couple days later and she said it was a really strange phone call she wouldn't tell me what he said but she said Aaron I am concerned for your safety and I finally listened to her after her repeating her message a couple of days worth and getting more serious about it she said Aaron my ex-husband tried to kill me multiple times he was diagnosed bipolar I am concerned about your safety So I finally listened to her. She said, you could get yourself into safe housing. She was in the middle of selling her house. 
this was end of October 2020, and we she wanted us out by January 1st, so I had like 65 days or something like that. But that quickly changed to not having that much time. And uh, she didn't want me to get hurt, but I think also she didn't want the drama in her house, understandably so. So she said, look into getting into safe housing. They can put you up. They'll give you food. Like, you'll be fine. And um, he won't be able to hurt you. I think you need to get to a place that he doesn't know the location. And she knew bits and pieces about this PhD in ministry that had conned her way into my team. At that point, I, I didn't fully know if I could trust her or not but she said Aaron remember she has told you things about you that would happen before they came to be she is not to be trusted and I was like okay but I still wasn't sure because she was dangling the carrot a few days before told me that her and her husband were going to talk she was going to have her husband talk to the elders in their private group and they were going to get me financially backed to grow my business so I wouldn't have to take loans out. So I wasn't sure if she was trustworthy or not, but they definitely dangled a carrot. And I unfortunately went for it because I had been working really hard for a long time to not take loans out. So it sounded like it could be an opportunity. Well, she had connected with this person that I was dating that I had stopped dating had submitted for a mental wellness check she had offered to coach him because he he had asked or I'd asked him rather if he had ever been diagnosed with anything and he said that doctors refused to treat him refused to meet with him I don't know if that's true or if they were so worried that they their own safety would be of concern that they just turned him away as a patient that they wouldn't work with. Because that is, that is something that could happen. Um, psychologists, psychotherapists, psychiatrists, they can refuse treatment if their personal safety is of concern. I don't know. I don't know. Because his son had committed suicide 18 months prior to that. And it was right around the time of an anniversary of some sort for his son. And so his level of stress was exceeding his capacity to hold it in. And she had conned her way, convincing me that she could coach him, that she would love to speak with him. And this is anxiety and the cure for anxiety episode so let me just say sometimes we can create our own levels of anxiety in our own life in our own circle if we allow people that are not trustworthy in in on our circle that desire to use our influence to grow whatever it is that is their purpose their background now I had to beg for assistance. They said that I didn't qualify for domestic violence when my home was broken into and the paperwork went missing. I was going to turn in some more evidence of paperwork and it went missing in the morning. And 
they said it didn't qualify because he and I didn't live together. Although he would stay over sometimes for a few nights, I would stay over there sometimes. Um, but they said because we didn't share the same address that it wasn't considered domestic violence. So I didn't qualify for the program to have the housing. Didn't have any housing set up and didn't have money coming in. I was working as a educational coach, I think was my title, for a very rich family for their 10-year-old son. I was coaching mental health, but I was also nanny, so a combination of two. Um, and at that time, that was my day job to pay the bills. And it paid pretty well. There wasn't any medical or anything, but when they broke the COVID laws, they got bored, they started traveling, they started asking me to do things that would put me at risk and my asthma at risk and my landlord who has type 2 diabetes. I asked them <clears throat> when they traveled out of the country, when they weren't supposed to, I asked them to get a COVID test when they came back. And they were so offended that I, being a subordinate to them, would request it that they let me go. Zero severance. Um, said, thank you very much, but we'll hire someone else. They actually passed my contact information to the next person they hired asking for me to help them. And I did, because that's the kind of person I am. I'm a kind person, uh, but they cut my income. So I had to look for housing in the middle of the pandemic, in the middle of winter, in a state that I didn't have residency in. And this woman that I had trusted that I shouldn't have, this PhD in ministry, had conned her way to connecting with all of the authorities, told them all I was wasting resources, that I was a liar, that I was a fraud, that I was a cheat. All because of corruption. She desired, she told me that I was in the running for this global ambassadorship for mental health. And she desired to be on my team until it looked like I was not going to be the winner. And then she decided to go with one of the other people that is in the running because she has access to all these private meetings in her political circles <clears throat> and tried to destroy me, 100% tried to destroy me. She had asked uh, earlier, like a week and a half before all of that, she had volunteered to help me write a song for the International Day of Mental Health, which is every October 10th or thereabouts. I started writing this song. I posted about it. And she said, I'd love to help you finish it. It would be great. And we could get it professionally produced and we could actually sell it if you'd like. I was like, wow, I wasn't thinking about making money doing it. I was thinking about doing something good for humanity, but I'm not going to turn that down. That sounds like fun. She was talking about flying me out. The neighbor across the street from her and her husband is a professional producer. All kinds of sweet talk. And flash forward a couple weeks later, I'm in safe housing I begged for assistance. They gave me seven days. They said, we'll give you seven days to figure out where you're going to live without a job, without income, without housing, literally just left a situation where the police didn't do a wellness check, made it worse, went guns a-blazing, I believe, 
instead of going in with uniforms off like they're supposed to and checking in on his mental well-being. They made it worse for me. And yes, they did make it worse because they erased the phone call. Why would they erase a phone call unless they were hiding the mess up? And that's okay. Because while I was in safe housing, I met an incredible human being. All, all of our journey, every single part, you have to appreciate it all. The good and the otherwise because it's all lessons. My level of angst, stress... Like, I literally thought I was going to die. Literally. On the phone call, I'm talking to one of my connections I had met through uh, social media the year before. I had her. She was one of my first guests on the podcast, like episode four or three, something like that. Um, I had invited her to this VIP networking event. She got to meet the woman that put the hit on my life. She also got to meet the person that took the payment, and I called her. I was so afraid that I was going to die, but I, I said, well, I've lived a good life, and I hope God that, that God would honor me, something to that effect. And she got scared for me, worried for me, so she called the fake minister person, and that elevated her level of stress because she wanted to keep it quiet. Um, the original plan, I believe, that was to harm me was to have this, this man that was so stressed about life that was going to kill his mom, to have him kill me and kill himself, make it look like a murder-suicide from a mentally unstable person to a mental health ambassador that has this business that I've been growing. That's what I believe they initially wanted to have done. So they were personifying as both of us, hacking into both of our phones, this private group called Illuminati. She's a part of that group, I believe. She didn't say the name of the group, but she said they have access to all the money in the world. And uh, through my insider information, uh, that is the name of the group that has access to all the money in the world. Satanic group. Straight up from the depths of hell. They might have good charitable acts that they do publicly to make it look like they're good. But they do not use their money for good behind the scenes. That situation didn't work because the person that she paid the payment to that was hired connected me told me, came to my house. This was a president of this organization that has been defunded. I didn't know too much about the organization because he had a nonprofit that was great. He was doing good things for retired animals. Came to the house, gave me two days of security detail protection and told me the first evening he was there, Aaron... If you get into safe housing at this location, you're going to see an older gentleman with a veteran hat in the lobby, super friendly. You can trust him. I didn't know his name. I didn't know anything else other than that. I believe he initially knew that I was good, but then after meeting with me, he had a private conversation with her, and I know it because she told me that they did. 
And I believe through her spirit of division, conned him into taking a payment because he had land and he wanted to grow his land. So she used his desire to grow his business to manipulate him into using his trained skills from the government for her greater purpose to destroy me so that the com- the competition would win. Another person that is in the running for this global mental health ambassadorship. At this point, you can imagine the level of anxiety when I'm in safe housing and this woman that I thought I could trust, I no longer could trust. She's threatening me over the phone. You better erase all content of me being a part of your team. Like she had conned her way into me adding a role for her on my team as chief spiritual advisor, chief spiritual officer, I think was the title. And she had emailed me, and I'm in the middle of reading her email. She had emailed, somehow she got my safe email. I can't remember how she got it, but anyways, she's emailing me, threatening me that she, because of all the emotional stress I have put her through, she demands 100% rights to the song that she had asked to volunteer to help me write for the International Day of Mental Health. It was that good. Because a week prior to going into safe housing, She told me that her family circle, her mom's friends with one of the group members of Earth, Wind & Fire. And they loved the song. The creator can use you whether or not you have professional training. And the creator gave me that song for the International Day of Mental Health. And that was pretty cool. I was excited if if that was true from her, that Earth, Wind & Fire liked the song. Like, that's pretty freaking badass. But she tried to steal it when I was literally homeless, afraid for my life because this person that was mentally unstable, threatened to kill his mom, had a plan with intention, and I turned him in for a mental wellness check, and then it went bad. So I was in safe housing because the police messed up real bad. Uh, The person that had uh, given me two days of security detail protection had to leave the next day, and he gave me his second-in-command, his... uh, colleague that he had battle buddy had fought overseas with he had advised me to get an official report done through the sheriff's department and I did and they're the ones that were able to help improve things and I'm grateful for all of them because it's such it's such a convoluted situation that still there is There is no one that I am aware of that has been arrested for this whole thing. And since then, I have experienced ongoing cyber attacks, digital thefts, stealing of emails, uh, blocking of invitations to connect and sit down with Ivy League professors. Like, I've literally had to deal with all of this BS felonies from the same organization that helped me is also stealing from me preventing me from growing but it's okay because the creator has a perfect timing for everything and the creator can use it all for your good so I finally let it all go and I said all right creator if you desire for this to grow it's going to grow and if you don't that's okay too where 
do you desire for me to move next? Whom can I serve in my community now? How can I help others? This homeless veteran in 2020 that he did connect me to did help me. I was off the grid for a couple of months, helped protect me. Never met any of his friends, but they vowed to protect me. I mean, we're talking real life. This could be a movie. And I believe it will be one day. And as long as all of the people that did help me, that took action, that believed in the goodness that I have, believed that I deserved a second chance at life, they all should receive royalties for life, their children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren, when they develop this movie. I believe it'll happen. When we first met, um, I was super white, pale, uh, not really excited about life at that point because I was in danger and also all of my business, everything got locked up. Couldn't access my email accounts, couldn't access my social media, nothing. Everything was tied up. I did receive some advice, some good advice actually from this PhD in ministry right before she went super sour. She said, because um, I was in the process of having my website hosting taken over by uh, the person that was helping me expand my team around the world. I didn't understand anything about ownership websites and all that. But she said, if they take over the website ownership, then it becomes the ownership of that country and you lose ownership of your business. Do you understand that? And I said, no, I didn't understand, did not understand that. Let me let my website person know to put a pause on it and that I have changed my mind on it. I was literally in the process of doing that. And that's when it all got shut down, locked up and everything. So pretty Pretty incredible timing the creator of the universe has. Um, lots of anxiety-producing activities were going on, um, but also exhilarating real life. I was really living life. It's trying my best to lean into this calling that the creator of the universe has put on my heart. And the first time I ever hired people for my team was across three freaking continents the creator desires for this to be a global business and it already is one that's that's the lesson that I learned in that if the creator desires to grow something through you through your efforts it can grow even without financial backing And as long as you keep the creator first place, it will continue to grow as it is supposed to. Within a couple weeks of meeting my hero of 2020, he, uh, he gave me a ring. I think he gave me a ring to help me feel valuable again, but he also said that he fell in love with my spirit much older gentleman than me, so I didn't think anything of it, but I did tell him I can't accept this ring. And he's like, no, no, please, it's 
it's just like a friendship thing. I was like, oh, okay. Uh, but he would tell me things like he loved me and this and that. And I think he really was falling in love with me at that point. It was too soon for me because I literally was in safe housing from a week before, almost being killed from this person uh, that uh, wasn't doing well mentally, that was literally trying to kill his own mother with COVID and all kinds of weird things. Uh, I was not in a place of trying to date anybody. I'll just put it that way. I I spent uh, the following year focusing on uh, growing the nonprofit the creator told me to grow uh, for our veterans and first responders as a way to say thank you to his sacrifice and to his friend's sacrifice for helping me kind of get established again and so Aaron Nicole Ministries literally was just me singing and having other people sing and have keynote speakers talk on topics of positive psychology and encouragement to bring veterans and first responders together to entertain them and to connect them to each other for you know if they wanted to connect for business job opportunities um, social health whatever whatever it was that they desired to connect to others for Again, not a whole lot of money. We did have some donations, which I'm really grateful for. Um, But not a whole lot of um, financial backing. We had enough to pay for the website. We had to pay some kind of fee for the nonprofit licensing. And um, I paid for the first flyer to be done and I think the second flyer to be done pretty like high-end style they did a great job at the pricing I wasn't getting the donations so I started doing it myself Um, so I was saving money on that and um, even though we didn't have like the financial backing the creator honored the calling that I listened to and grew it, grew it without a lot of financial resources. If you think of the old story, parable, I think is what it's called, um, of the fish and the loaves of bread, creator will use whatever you have and grow it. So ask yourself, what do I have that can be used to help others? And go from there. Not what don't I have, but be grateful for what you do have. The creator will use it. So I'm going to give you an example. If you didn't hear any of the success of Aaron Nicole Ministries last year, huge amount of growth. Our first concert, we had a previous Super Bowl performer from the U.S. Air Force, Tops and Blue Group. He was, our, he was one of our first concert performers. We had a finalist from Team Christina Aguilera from the TV show The Voice. We had someone from the finalist from Team Blake, who was um, also on the TV show Nashville. Um, we had a singer-songwriter that her song made it onto the VMA Awards. Um, we had a bagpipes player instructor that has worked with Carnegie Mellon University, and he teaches 
classes to first responders every year at a conference, and he's in the aviation industry. And we had an NFL player that was literally <laughs> he's literally like he spoke. He was one of our keynote speakers. I think the second concert we did, and he he spoke about overcoming abuse as a child and how uh, when he started getting clear on it he could help others through his pain and he donated his time for this event because he believed in it so much so and actually not just that but he wanted to pull me in on a partnership deal with another NFL player in ESPN Sports. And I was getting cyber attacked even then, where they literally reached out to the other person and either canceled the deal or they blocked the emails from going through or the deal fell. I'm not exactly sure what happened, but the creator will grow things in the creator's timing, so I'm not worried about it. Just the fact that he asked me to be a part of a partnership with helping teens get off the couch and use my gifts, my schooling, my physical education curriculum development schooling, and my exercise and sports psychology schooling in my master's, he saw the good in me, a pro A pro NFL player wanted to work with me. And not only that, a woman, a veteran child, um, well, she's an adult, but she's the daughter of a veteran. She was so impressed that I started this nonprofit that she asked to partner with me and we signed a contract we haven't gotten scripts yet but she submits scripts for tv shows and netflix and things like that and they're doing they're working on getting a docu-series uploaded onto um, some streaming shows and whatnot for veterans and first responders And she was so impressed with what I started, this nonprofit. She wanted to have me speak about it on one of the episodes as a resource. And I told her about my Move Happy Therapy program that I developed in a psychiatric hospital. And she said, Erin, your program needs to be in every VA hospital in the world. From one phone call, the creator can use you if you lean into your calling. And none of those things have come to fruition yet, but we do have, she and I do have a signed agreement 
if they do have a TV show that gets launched or a online series show through Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, Disney, whatever, if it gets featured on any of those platforms, that they're going to call me to be interviewed on the show. You could do incredible things and still have anxiety that you feel within your body. Move through it. Contribute to others. Ask your deity, whatever it is, your faith system. Ask, how can you use me? How can I be of service to others? What is it that you desire for me to lean into today? And be quiet and have that space, that time with the Creator above. I'm going to share with you my morning routine as an adult now. So I shared earlier on the show what it was like growing up. And I appreciate um, what my mom did for us. What I do now every day when I wake up before I even get out of bed, unless I have an emergency and have to go to the bathroom, right? But before I get out of bed, I say thank you. Thank you for waking me up for another day. Thank you for putting air into my lungs. Thank you for giving me an opportunity to serve others today. Sometimes I get my journal out and I write out my gratitude before I even get out of bed. I start with gratitude. I add some sort of movement routine in the morning. Lately, I've been doing yoga, muscle fitness, or dance and praise with some gospel music in my ears. If I'm doing muscle fitness, I will also listen to some gospel music because it's uplifting music that gets my mind in the right space to think about things greater than my circumstances because my hero of 2020 I married earlier this year in March and we had a couple weeks together and then unfortunately my nonprofit business partner was coerced the female nonprofit business partner was coerced threatened I believe with her active duty status if she did not get our location. My husband is in executive protection. It is none of anybody's business who he protects. He has a job and assignment to do. And they broke laws by threatening her. They broke many laws. Committed treason. They committed treason. They had other people do their dirty work. She called me out of the blue after not speaking to me for almost a year. When the last phone call we had, she completely blew up on the phone. When my friend from high school that came into town came to visit, and I was on my way to see my friend, she blew up and was extremely angry. And I didn't know then, but I had some conversations with my husband about it, and that's between us, the reasoning behind that. She called me out of the blue and was asking all kinds of questions about my husband, who he was, all kinds of things, knowing full well that she already knew all of that information.
but we believe that she was coerced and threatened, that they would damage her reputation if she didn't do what they asked of her. So she had to get it on recording. So I was being vague because I was trained from the best of the best. And I couldn't trust her anymore. And after the phone call ended, he told me, he said, why were you talking the way you were talking? I said, it didn't sit right with me that she was asking questions about you and not checking in on me. And she knew who you were because she's the woman that I stayed with after being separated from you in 2020, well, early 2021. In January. He said, well, the team uh, found that she put a trace or they put a trace on the call. So they know the location where we're at. We were an hour away from our home, give or take. So it would only be a matter of time when they'd find his location. Committing treason. Our own country leadership committing treason. Paid through back channels. Paid contractors that have supposedly been defunded but he told me that he was a part of the same organization and he was still getting paychecks from the government so he said it's all bs to not trust anyone and i'm continually learning that the only being you can trust is the creator of the universe fully and you can trust in yourself Shortly thereafter, a few days later, on Easter Sunday, he told me that I needed to give the dog tags back, and he wanted a divorce. I believe his buddies were advising him and telling him all kinds of things, because it didn't look good for me. We had just gotten married. And I'd have to move again. I said, what if I don't want to give you the dog tags back? Because I didn't want our relationship to end. I didn't know what was going on. But he said, Aaron, if you don't give the dog tags back, they will kill you. If they find you. In my own country. That's what happens when you lean into your calling and the creator of the universe has incredible plans for you. Out of this world plans. So I reluctantly gave him the dog tags back because the creator didn't tell me that I was going to die yet. It's not my time yet. I'm not afraid of death. And that's what I've learned through this journey. 
I'm not afraid to die because I am living my life's purpose. I miss my husband incredibly so. Because he's one of the only people in my life that's ever really fully listened to me and trusted in me and heard me and wanted to help me. I've had to create my own alternative therapies for my own healing when doctors lied about me to my parents. I had to create my own alternative therapy methods when the workplace put me on earlier this year paid administrative mental health leave, forced me on mental health leave when I was sexually harassed in the workplace and I reported it and they tried to cover it up. They tried to threaten me that I was using my own nonprofit, Air Nicole Ministries, to further gain and grow it through their network and connections when the head of HR responsible for 90 locations encouraged me to send my invite to them and that they would love to financially back me. Verbally, she told me that the first time I met her at corporate training. And on my way back from that corporate training in the regional manager's car, he sexually harassed me and two co-workers sexually harassed me and I reported it reluctantly. When a male leader in the organization encouraged me to report it because he told me that I deserved to work in a place and not be harassed because of my gender and what I looked like. I didn't want to report it, but I trusted in him and it went very sour, very quick for me. I had to create my own alternative therapy method when these political paid contractors that should have been defunded years ago personified as a certain political party hacked into my phone, listened in on my prayers when I was forced to let go of this job that I was sexually harassed at because they threatened to bring a lawyer to my meeting. They knew about all of that and listened in on my prayers to the Creator above and customized an offering, made it look so legitimate using real businesses, real hospital practice, sent me a real check from a real hospital and signed it with Oprah Winfrey's name. Then they reached out to the bank and had it flagged as fraud. How do I know that? Because the creator of the universe reveals things to me and I pay attention. The head of the bank told me it was the fastest turnaround he had ever seen fraud on an account before. They shut down my personal bank account, stole $1,500 from my widowed mother, $1,800 from the bank. I had to pay a debt from these thieves that stole it. They personified as another political party, as my USA contact person, trying to frame him, I believe, in money laundering and frame me. But the creator is 
protecting me and looks out for me and looks out for you as well. If you lean in, I got down on my knees and I learned how to create my own alternative therapy in that moment. Lots of prayer, lots of fasting, lots of walking around the neighborhood that I was staying in for a little bit. I had to move and stay humbly. Luckily, I made friends. Stayed with a friend because I had zero income coming in and they took everything from me. I didn't have food. I barely had gas money to get to my friend's house. Started a new job. Barely was able to continue going to the job. I had to get money for gas because no one could send me money even if they wanted to help me because the bank account got shut down and they attacked my social security number. So much so, one of the bank ladies that my mom called thinking she was helping me threatened me, told me that she was going to make an announcement to all other banks associated in their network about my social security number, attacking me, assuming that I was a criminal in my own country. In the United States of America, you are innocent until proven guilty, but that is not what I experienced. And that's okay, because I made it through that. I made it through that because my friend, friend of a friend, helped me out, helped me get a bank account, opened up, started getting paid for this job, paid off my final debt. And it's not my debt. It was the debt from a thief, from a team that has been defunded for years that made national news they were defunded has been featured in tv shows their organization i actually sent a video to the president that had came over to my house and and helped provide supposedly security detail protection sent him a video hey thinking of you before i realized that he was the one uh, allowing all the thieves to steal from me and that's okay because he through all of his mistakes, whatever you send out in the world comes back to you. He will be repaying myself and all of the people that he has stolen from at least seven times. The creator told me ten. I'll settle on seven, but whatever the creator desires, he will be setting and is in process of orchestrating a meeting with our top-level leadership to stop all of these bullshit political games. All of the top-level leadership will be in that room, as well as a few other top leaders that are respected in society. And he will apologize in front of all of them, humbly get down on his knees and apologize to my husband and I for forcing us to separate. He will repay all of the people he has stolen from, including one of my friends that I sang in college with. He took her to Mexico and left her, and he is a married man. Shame on him. He needs to stop cheating on his wife and be a better example for all of the men that are subordinate to him. Anxiety can be cured from living your life purpose. As I lean in more to my calling and my life purpose, 
the creator allows me to experience even greater challenges to test me, to grow me, to demonstrate his supernatural power from above. There is no way in all of the world that I could have ever made it through any one of these circumstances, let alone all of these things that have happened in the last two years. The only way I made it through is because the creator of the universe has favor over my life, has protected me, has provided for every single one of my needs, and it is the same for you. Start looking for the good. Start looking for how you have been provided for all of the blessings you have. When you first wake up in the morning, you should have things to be grateful for. And if you can't think of anything, you should say, thank you for the air in my lungs. There are some people that have to be on machines to help them breathe. If you can wiggle your toes, that's 10 miracles right there that you should be grateful for. The more gratitude you add and, and recite aloud, it opens up pathways for the creator to bless you with more. If you have an attitude of jealousy, the creator does not like that and will close off creativity and will not want to present you with anything. Imagine like if you're at a job and you're talking to your boss, right? Pretend like the creator is your boss and you're like, wow, I'm so grateful for this job. Like I love all my employees my coworkers, like, I love the commute, everything, like, the customers are great, everything is so great, like, I'm so grateful to be here, guess what, that boss is going to be like, wow, this is a great leader, great attitude, the next opening we have for a leadership position, I want this person to lead other people, because like attracts like, positive attitudes are contagious in a good way, on the other side, you have this person that's like, Oh my God, the next people that are supposed to relieve me, they're 10 minutes late. Why are they always late? It really stinks in here. Customers suck. They give me bad attitude. Like, I hate this job. Everybody's hiring, right? What kind of, what do you think the boss would say to that if they heard you? Are they going to want to give you a promotion? Heck, freaking no. When you have a good attitude, Doors will be opened for you. Doesn't mean it's going to happen right away. Give it time. Don't have expectations of doing something in exchange for something else. Do it with a great attitude no matter what because you never know what might happen if you give your best all the time and, have, and, and smile. It's simple and it's free. Your smile is free. And it can be contagious in a good way. It gets other people smiling. I want to give you some hope. Some practical tips and advice. If you're feeling full of anxiety, that means you're worried about something. Ask yourself, or if you pray, Dear Creator, start with a gratitude thing. To get the creator to listen to you. Dear creator, thank you so much for this wonderful day. I'm so incredibly blessed to have another day on this earth. Thank you for the air in my lungs. 
Thank you for restoring all of my cells last night as I slept. Thank you for allowing me to sleep deeply through the night and only wake up three times instead of 65 or whatever it might be for you. I'm really struggling right now. I could use some help. My anxiety is extremely high. Please take my anxiety away. Thank you. Thank you so much for taking this anxiety and replacing it with your truth that I am a child of the Most High and that you walk before me and you cover all anxieties and you replace them with your peace that surpasses all understanding. Or another example, maybe it's not anxiety, maybe it's immunity. I'm really been, I've been sick for a few weeks now and I took the medication and I'm still not feeling better and it's hard for me to breathe at work or it's hard for me to get the energy I need. Father, if you could heal me, if you could use your supernatural powers to heal me, Father, I thank you and I praise you for healing me in your name because you are our healer. And you can do, you can work wonders well, far and beyond what any medical provider could provide. I thank you in your name. And if there's anything you need to confess, confess it. Let it out. I confess that I haven't been, if it's anxiety, I haven't been fully trusting that you can help me with this. I've been thinking too deeply on the angst. I've been allowing the thought patterns to cycle in my mind instead of giving it fully into your control. Please forgive me for not fully trusting in you and guide me back. Fill that hole with your love and your peace that surpasses all understanding. I thank you that you are already making it away in your perfect timing, Creator. In your name, amen. That is an example of how to pray. Affirmative prayers. Start with gratitude. And then after being grateful for as many things or as little as things, if it's a short, if you only have a couple minutes to pray, then one or two things things of gratitude and then um, if there's other people you can pray for as well it gets your mind uh, more peaceful as well I didn't do that example but you can also pray for the people in your community and your family your friends your boss your church leaders everybody could use some prayer and positive thoughts our thoughts are so powerful and then after that talk about your needs What is it that's lacking in your life that you'd like replaced or improved upon? Any confessions you need to make, confess it. And when you confess it, that means it's something that separates you from your creator, your deity. Then ask the creator to replace that thing of which has separated you. Fill the gaps. Fill the hole, right? And then thank Close it out with thanking the creator for 
making it possible. And any future prayers, you don't have to ask again. Just pray, thank you, Creator, for working through in your perfect timing on this thing that I asked for on this date or yesterday or whatever. And the more you have this throughout your day, you could do it just in the evenings and in the mornings, or you could have it throughout your whole entire day. Sometimes I wear a mask at work in certain areas because it's um, easier for me to stay a little bit healthier and no one can see my mouth move. And it's so loud in there that I actually pray when I'm in that area. I'm talking, I'm thanking God. Thank you so much for, for this job. Thank you so much for the people, both the customers and the team members. I'm so grateful for where I'm at. The creator of the universe has gotten me through so much and I'm so incredibly grateful. And I have a sense of peace throughout my whole day. I really, right now, my level of anxiety is probably like a one every single day. I'm in a safe, positive, encouraging, nurturing place. The only thing that I would like more of is a little bit more um, finances. And that's so that I can start saving again. And I'm working on that. I'm working with the top-level leadership and creating a role if they get it approved from corporate, then I will be, they will be creating, literally creating a new role for me and adding more value through the gifts that I have been given from the creator above. There is nothing that is impossible for you if you put the creator first place. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening to this special episode of Cures for Anxiety. Hope that you learned something. We hope that we added value to you today. It would mean the world to us if you would uh, screenshot the part that most stood out to you or or parts maybe there's multiple screenshots and write a few sentences and post them on social media if you want to tag us that lets us know that you've been listening to the show um, when the judas in our circle corrects the wrong and gets that apology meeting um, that after that moment uh, that we believe the creator will allow us to start moving forward again with posting on social until then um we're not posting anything. We do have automated posts through our Facebook channel and Twitter channel. But other than that, for the for the podcasting platform through their AI technologies, other than that, we're not posting any content, whatnot. Um, so we thank you for being a part of our journey. And we want to honor you for helping us grow this brand, this, this life mission that I have, that I have been called to do through the creator above to help empower people to find happiness from within. Uh, if you would like to be a part of our listening room experience and you're not sure what the downloads are, you can check anytime 24-7 from any computer or laptop device. Just go to themovehappy.podbean.com. That's T-H-E-M-O-V-E-H-A-P-P-Y dot P-O-D-B-E-A-N dot com. And you can see where we're at the first level invite on or around 10,000 downloads and uh, it's going to be a private concert experience. I'll sing some original music uh, that we haven't released publicly. And I'm going to invite some of my friends, my musical connections, um, either from the concerts of last year, ones that I have continually grown and been introduced to, or people that I've never shared with you yet, because there is so many more connections that I have through my decades of singing, 30, 
35 years of singing publicly. Is it 35 years? 31 years of singing publicly. My first gig was when I was five, so you can do the math. All right, love you guys so much. Don't forget to tell someone you love them today. And we'll see you next time.